Come on. Steps were taken, plans set in motion, and the strong and powerful Damari Gold is here on Lifeblood Numbers. Welcome, Damari. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I was going to say welcome. <laughs> Excited to have you on. Damari is a tax accountant. She is the founder and co-owner of Gold Standard Accounting and Tax. She's a speaker, a consultant. Again, I'm excited to have you on. Damari, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Awesome. So about me personally, I am a first-generation American, um, and I grew up in East Los Angeles, Boyle Heights, then uh, moved further inland, pursued a degree later on in life. I was in school for like God knows how many years <laughs> before I finally finished my master's degree in accounting and finance. Um, I did contracted work. Well, I'll go back to my personal life. I have two kids. I am a stepmom of two tweens, which is interesting. And I love donuts. I love the ocean. Nice. <laughs> if my lifelong dream is to eventually live by the beach, I do have an office here by the beach. So that was my first move towards that. Um, and yeah, then after pursuing my degree, I finally just came to the realization that accounting and tax accounting specifically was my jam. I'm a natural problem solver. And with this type of career, there's always more to learn. There's always more to expand on. There's always a problem that needs solving. So um, it just worked out great for me, my character. And so I decided to pursue this. And over the span of 10 years, I built my business. I worked for firms. I did contracted work. And then finally just ripped the Band-Aid and went out on my own. I love it. So I'm seeing this image in my mind, a little donut shop by the beach. Perfect. <laughs> yes, tax and donuts. Tax <laughs> right and donuts. Nice. Oh, man. Wait, did we just come up with a new title, tax and donuts? <laughs> I mean, taxes are, are somewhat intimidating. Donuts are the opposite. Yeah. So That's right. <laughs> Might be onto something there. Love it. All right, so as a natural problem solver, what what are, I guess if you can point to some of the key problems, why, why, why do people come to you? Mainly because they feel as though they're not understanding their financial situation, whether that be in personal finances or their tax situation, their accounting. Um, they're at a point where they're tired of feeling lost and confused. And something that I'm very gifted at is helping people understand at the most basic level and making it easy to understand so that you're not feeling like you have to have a degree and 10 years experience to understand what I'm talking about. It's, it's something that I can teach that's very simple to help people stay on track um, and you know what I've noticed, I think more so is like younger generations. I mean, I'm an, el an older millennial, but there's still, we don't get taught tax and finances in high school or even in college. So, you know, 
people come to me when they're ready to really take that next step and, and be better about their money. Nice. Well, I certainly appreciate that. And yeah, there's just not a time where we necessarily learned this stuff. And I imagine that a lot of the business owners that you're talking to, they're probably doing a great job with their business, but there's just a million other things that we need to be worried about if it's marketing and social media Mm -hmm. and everything else. And then you throw in, oh yeah, taxes and accounting too. Exactly. I mean, as business owners, we wear so many hats. I know I'm a business owner myself. So I am the marketing department. I am the manager. I am (laughs) all these different things. And on top of that, business owners are expected to understand the fundamentals of accounting, understand the fundamentals of taxation. Why? Because it's the only way they'll be able to make decisions in the long run for their business if they know, right, like where their business is going financially or how they're doing financially. So definitely something that is brought up quite often. And I know that it's a pain point for most business owners. Yeah, I appreciate that. So I was on your site and it talked about mining your business. Tell me a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. So mining your business came about because I was reading, um, you know that book by Napoleon Hill. Think and Grow and, Rich? Uh, yes, Think and Grow Rich. <laughs> well, you know that one book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he says that more gold has been mined from the minds of men than you know actual like gold and what it stood out to me because obviously the gold standard i love the color gold that's why jamari gold is my artist name and so mining your business means really taking the true gold out of your business and that comes from not all of this hard work that we believe most of us believe comes from that. It comes from getting the real understanding of our money, of our business, of what we're doing, of the things that we want truly for our business and for ourselves. Because I believe that most of us that do start businesses or want to start a business, we're pursuing certain values. We're pursuing freedom. We're pursuing security. We're pursuing confidence Um, and obviously money as well, right? Sure. So how do we dig for the real gold in your business? How can someone, how can an accountant help you dig for the real gold in your business? So that's mining the minds of the human, of the owner. I like it. So, so how, how does one do that? Well, first step I always believe is to, really take the time to look at not only look at your financials, but spend some time with actually understanding your numbers. And even if you don't understand them yourself, hire someone to help you understand them. Because oftentimes what I find is that people go a hundred miles an hour without ever taking a look at how their money is doing. And this is in personal finances and in business. I have seen million dollar companies have no profit, like negative profit, a loss, because of the fact that the spending habits of the owners carry into their business. And if a person doesn't 
stop or at least create some time to really take a look at what they're doing with their money as in how much am I spending in any given category. Taking the time, what I call on Financial Fridays, is where you really take a look at your numbers to see where you're at. Because if you don't, you're still going to continue to run your business blindly. And when you take a look at the profit margin, it's not going to be there because you have no idea what you're doing with your money. So the number one thing, whether it be personal or in business, you have to know what you're doing with your money right now. It sounds so obvious to hear, yet this is an all too common problem. Yes, very much. It is. It's a very simple rule, very simple thing to follow, yet no one does it because... (laughs) I mean, I dare to ask you, do you just take a look at your bank, uh, your like, let's say your bank app to tell you what balance you have? (laughs) Most people do. I I tell you what, run their life. Yeah, I, 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 I would. Fortunately, my, my, (laughs) my wife keeps a meticulous budget, a meticulous budget. Uh, But if it was just up to me, absolutely. I would, I would be in this group that we're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what happens. And you can't run a business like that. I mean, you shouldn't run your personal life like that. You can't run a business like that by just looking at the bank balance and saying, okay, I have money to do this. Right. Because most of the time, <laughs> we don't. We might be off by a couple thousand or even a couple hundred. And that's how I see people. Those patterns, I picked I pick those up early on of how people treat money because they don't give it direction. They instead wait for the money to tell them what they could do, which is after the fact, after they've spent or overspent or not even know if they could potentially invest in something or spend them on something. So they, they do everything after the fact as opposed to planning out what they could potentially do beforehand. So, yeah, just knowing what you're doing with your money right now is the best thing you could do for yourself. Start off small. I mean, get something like mint.com is normally what I recommend for um, individuals. And how about for for a business owner who wants to be doing a better job? They're listening to this and they're shaking their head. Yeah, like, yeah that sounds like me. How do you counsel them to, to just take baby steps? The first baby step is if you're just starting out, I offer um, a business expense worksheet and I have a video on how to use it, on how to keep track of your finances. It's the same concept. Know know what you're doing with your money right now. Create a financial day for yourself, a couple hours a day. It doesn't have to be a whole day, right? Because sometimes finances can be a pain point for some people, and there enters the resistance. (laughs) So they're like, I don't want to deal with this right now. But... If you do it on a consistent basis, I guarantee you, you will find yourself in a much better position at the end. And this is why. If you start tracking, we're already in June, okay? This is how quick the year goes. And if you begin to track your finances early on and stay consistent with it, you can really ultimately make a decision, oh, should I contact a tax accountant because I need to know what my tax liability is because now I have a net profit oh, look at how much money I invested in marketing. Maybe did that, did that actually pay? Did that have a return on investment or not? Um, maybe you're overspending on any particular you know, given 
expense. This is another way to make adjustments. Then when tax time comes, you're not scrambling to figure out what the heck you did the entire year because most of us can't even remember what we did last week. <laughs> so you have an idea and, it, and it's all consistency. You do it little by little. And if you commit to it, if you create a schedule for yourself to have your financial day, I call them financial Fridays, but you can make it any day you want. Give yourself two hours and just dedicate yourself to recapping what you did financially for that month. And that's it. I love it. It doesn't need to be this major shift. It really only needs to be, and it kind of is a major shift, but it doesn't necessarily feel like it because you are just carving out a couple of hours to go ahead and start doing that. And once you start tracking these on a consistent basis, it'll probably get easier and just something that you do. Exactly. You commit to being consistent with it. And like most things, you see those like micro adjustments, you know, lead to what macro results. So it's just you making those small shifts. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, you're really liking how you're doing things. It's really opening up some part of you that's like, oh, now I see what I'm doing with my money, or now I see what I need to move forward with. So little by little, if you just create that habit for yourself, you can find yourself in a better financial position later on in life and ultimately get better at what you're doing. Yeah. Amen. Which is which which is fundamentally I think that that, that that's really something that, that we're all interested in doing. So as as you were sharing that with me, I thought about how so few uh, businesses successfully transition to a next generation and even fewer still to a, a next generation after that. And I bet, I mm-hmm. bet it's not for anything other than just, there is just such a lack of paying attention to fundamentals like cash flow, which is what we're talking about and expenses. And by doing mm-hmm. these little things, you're just positioning yourself for long-term success and it doesn't need to be a lot. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it really doesn't because those smaller things, if we all pay attention to like companies that we like to go to, um, you know, I know straws is a big thing for the environment, but if you think of how much money companies save with cutting back on purchasing straws, it probably would amaze you. It probably amazed them. (laughs) So, you know, it's, it's small cutbacks that sometimes again, make a big impact. And like you mentioned, this is about cash flow. And for most of us, cash flow is a pain point because we aren't sure how much money we have to do, to invest, to create our our vision or the things that we really want in our life. And so if you're, let's say your goal is to pay off debt, then how do you believe that you're going to accomplish that if you don't know what you're doing with your money right at this moment? Now we talked at the uh, at the start about how we didn't learn this stuff in school, and it's one hundred percent true. That being said, is it is it shame that keeps us from seeking out professional help because we're embarrassed that we're not doing this? That's got to be part of it. Yes, I I believe that that is definitely one component of it is shame. I mean, all of us. I for myself personally, I've had to reset financially many times over. Um, There is a lot of shame that has gone into that because being in the position that I'm in right now, you would think, oh, you know, you must have had a good experience or you did well with your money all along. Not at all. 
Like I've been in and out of credit card debt. I worked two jobs all of my 20s. Um, I filed for bankruptcy back in 2009, 2010. And that's hurtful. That's shameful. That's hard to say. Those were difficult words for me to admit at one point. And why is that? Because we don't want to seem like we don't know what we're doing with our money, right? A lot of times success is seen as what we show, what we could show, materialistic things, right? We have a house, we have a car, we have nice cars, um, everything outward. But inside, internally, most people, most Americans don't have retirement accounts. Most Americans have less than $5,000 in savings, probably even less than that. Um, business owners, the same thing. They're probably up, you know, up their head with debt. So there's a lot of embarrassment that does go into money and finances and us being able to speak to somebody or a professional about it. But again, this is the first one of the another first step, I guess, in your mindset is to come to the conclusion or to really step into the fact that you're not alone. <laughs> you're not the only person that has these, you know, doubts and struggles. But do you want to continue to live your life that way? If the answer is no, then, hey, we got to, you know, let's move the embarrassment and the fear to the side. And let's talk to someone. I love it. I think that that's really well said right there. And and the truth. I don't think that there's too many of us that have had a straight line to success, right? You're the, the overnight that's success right. uh, uh, 20 years later or however many years it's been. That certainly has been my experience. And and I'm not doing a good job for, for, for anybody if I present myself as as being perfect with money or never having having had made financial mistakes because we absolutely all have. And so I imagine that that exactly. helps you and, and makes you a much more effective advisor when people just are aware that you're a human being and you're not judging because we've all been there. So That's right. I love it. Well, Damari, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? <laughs> <laughs> My difference-making tip. All right. So... And I know I should have thought of this a lot, <laughs> but, um, you know, difference making tip. It is, it is, I think the, the number one thing I start off with in any, even business personal or anything like that is, is the fact, get a, get yourself a calendar. Okay. Get yourself a calendar, write in your calendar every, when your bills are due, you know, write in like the days that your bills are due, write in when you get paid. If you're a business owner, you know, just do it whenever you, you know, you get money. And every week, take a look at your projected amount that you're going to have to pay. So if your bills amount to a certain, you know, let's say $500 that week, add it up at the end of the week, know how much money is coming in and do this consistently for about three months. Just get yourself a calendar, write in your bills, write in what money comes in and do that consistently. As you're spending money on a daily basis, if you write those things in, you're going to start picking up a pattern, your own pattern, your personal spending pattern. And this is what you want to note so that you can make changes. These small patterns of yours, whether it be that you like to eat out a lot. Well, if you like to eat out a lot, Stop buying so many groceries if you're buying a lot of groceries. 
So it doesn't have to be one or the other. You can make adjustments that will impact your life. So that is my tip. Get yourself a calendar, write in your bills, write in your money, and keep track of it on a consistent basis. Well, I think that that is great stuff. That definitely gets come on, come on, Damari. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can people engage with you? I am on social media, but mostly Instagram, Damari Gold. You can find me at Damari Gold. Perfect. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Damari your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. You can find Damari on social media, particularly Instagram. We'll link to that in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Damari. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.